So, good evening. <laughs> and welcome. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and begin with our meditation. And just to share with you a little bit, Brian's going to be taking us into meditation. And uh, I think there's a couple of new people, so we'll just share with you that after we call on the light and and move towards meditation, uh, we'll be chanting the hue, H-U, three times, which is a way of just beginning to bring ourselves into union, into oneness in spirit. It calls all of us together into oneness as we chant one tone, one name of God. And realize as you're chanting that, to hold your attention at the spiritual eye, at the spiritual door, at that spiritual heart. And hold your attention there and chant the name of God, Hugh, in loving. And share your loving with God at that time. Realizing that the Hugh is one of the ancient names of God out of Sanskrit. It's found in Hebrew. It's found in a lot of ancient traditions. Persian, Greek, and so on. So we'll go ahead and begin with... Okay. I, I just want to add a little addendum at the end. You know, one of the neat things that takes place when we chant the name of God is that truly that's the building of the frequency of loving. And it's the building of that frequency which truly does lift us up. That's the action of upliftment. And the chanting is us doing our part. And then as that energy of love builds up, and that's God's doing God's part of now the process of lifting us. So by chanting, we begin to prepare the place and open the door inside of ourselves and create the space by which we give God the opportunity to lift us up through that frequency of loving that comes with the chanting. So if you're not already comfortable, just go ahead and let your body become comfortable and relaxed so it does not distract you from your inner focus. And as you become more and more comfortable now, just begin to bring your focus inwardly and upwards to the spiritualized center. And if it helps, you can close your eyes, just allowing your senses to come awake and alive through your sight, through your hearing, through your feeling and your knowing. Just allow your focus to gather the spiritualized center this place that is the seat of the soul that resides above the eyebrows in the center of the head. So just allow your energy and your attention to gather into this place, this divine doorway into the realms of spirit. And to support this process, of opening that door and gathering our attention so that God may meet us in this divine dwelling. I'm going to place an invitation and I ask that you just follow along, opening, focusing, and inviting the divine presence of God's loving to meet you here in the temple. And so Lord God, just now, we do open that inner door inviting your divine presence to dwell with us in this inner kingdom, that our soul and your loving spirits may join and become one within this dwelling of this body that we call the Holy Temple. 
And Lord, as we continue to focus our awareness and loving on that divine spirit as it dwells within us, we do ask that the action of upliftment take place here and now, lifting us and bringing us into that divine knowing and oneness with you so that we may truly live the greater spirit that we all are. And for all this, we do give our thanks. And so it is. And so now, as you continue to allow your attention to gather at the seat of the soul, we're going to begin to chant the hue outwardly. And as we chant the hue, I ask that you continue to allow the inner vision to come awake and aware through all of your senses at the spiritual eye center allowing the sound of the hue to continue to lift you and to bring your awareness more and more inwardly and up into the divine presence. So just go ahead and take in a deep breath and on the exhale we'll go ahead and begin chanting the hue. chanting outwardly. the hue just resound within you, continuing chanting inwardly now in the silence, holding your focus at the spiritualized center as you continue chanting the hue.
So just now, once again, we're going to chant the hue outward. We'll do that three times, continuing to focus inwards and upwards. So take in a deep breath, and on the exhale, we'll begin. sound to carry you and to lift you, continuing the chanting inwardly as you now step through the spiritualized center, allowing your inner light to now step free of the physical body and into the realms of spirit. So just now step forward, inwards and outwards, into God's creation, the inner realms of spirit. And as you step through this doorway, step onto a path of light and sound, allowing your spiritual senses to continue becoming more aware and awake, allowing the sound of the hue to lift you and to guide you. And as you step on this path now, be aware the sound of the hue drawing you forwards and upwards to its very source, allowing your spiritual vision to become aware so that you may see now this divine light that comes out of the sound of the hue, lighting the path, liberating the soul. So just now allow your soul to walk along this path of light and sound moving forward in this inner journey back to the very source from which you were created. So continuing now, inwards and upwards, chanting, walking, singing and loving the divine essence as it draws you back unto itself.
of just now, wherever you are, allow yourself to become present and aware on whatever level you reside, allowing your inner light to radiate, to begin the process of your inner light becoming one with God's light. So just now, allow your radiance to shine, to merge into that light of God, that the two may become one, that the light of your soul and the light of God may merge into the oneness and the beingness of this divine presence of loving. So just now, allow this merging to take place, allowing yourself to open and become vulnerable, to allow this process to unfold in its beingness and its divine knowingness. All you have to do is allow this to be open and to be aware.
allowing the sound of the hue to continue carrying you in this process of awakening and oneness. And just now, we're going to begin once again. We'll chant the hue outwards three times. So just take in a deep breath, and on the exhale, we'll begin. Yourself to be present in this frequency of love, continuing to awaken inwardly as you continue living your life on this planet and in this physical kingdom, allowing your soul to awaken on all levels being present here and now, multidimensionally, physically, astrally, emotionally, mentally, etherically, and spiritually, allowing the fullness of your inner light to shine on all levels in its full awareness, to simply allowing an opening so that this takes place as you continue to become more and more aware of this divine presence and this light that you truly are. And as you become more and more awake and aware, just now begin to let this light shine into all levels, from the very soul to the very physical, as you now let this light of your soul Enter back into the physical body, back to that spiritual door, that spiritualized center, letting it rest once again at the seat of the soul as it resides in the physical body, with the divine essence radiating into the body, giving the body life and love, that you may live joyfully, peacefully, abundantly and fully, inwardly, as you walk through this physical level outwardly. So just now, as you're ready, just allow that light to become more present on all levels, including the physical. And gently open your eyes, just allowing that presence to remain aware and awake. I just wanted to share, for those of you who have been coming for a while, if you've noticed for probably a few months now, 
I try to end the meditations now where you're still present in spirit. I'm doing that for a reason, mainly because I know myself and a lot of you have voiced, you know, like a separation, like I'm either there out of body or I'm here, and then it's miserable while I'm here, and it's wonderful while I'm there. You know, so it, it, it creates a separation. What I'm trying to do in the meditations now the last few months is trying to bridge that gap. So truly, you live the spirit all the time because it's present all the time. It is who you are. It's the very life itself that gives even the physical body that life. And so I'm trying to bridge that gap so truly you can begin to find within yourself really there is no separation. It's simply a process of awakening into the higher and higher realms. And you can do that out of the body or you can do that in the body. So I say, hey, why not merge it all so you're aware and you can live it every moment of every day so that even your physical level of expression can really be an expression of joy, an expression of the divine essence that you are. So the last several months I've been in a way purposefully, although not me egoically trying to make that happen, it just seemed to unfold several months ago when I first did that and, and Jim even commented on that. Ever since then, it's just been kind of unfolding that way. And that's just my sense of it that I'm, say, that I'm sharing with you right now so that it re really find a way within ourselves to really live that essence on all levels and all ways and all moments. And this is a way that I know to do that is to always bring that back with me. When I get done with my morning meditation, I don't also get up and then, okay, I'm done with that and then go do the day. I do this in my morning meditation where once I come more physically present, I'll stay there a few minutes just really allowing that to settle so I really become integrated on all levels. And then when I'm ready, I'll open my physical eyes and I'll get up and start to do the day. That's just the way that I have learned to keep that divine presence in my awareness so that I do the day in that divine presence. And so it's a way, you know, as we do it here in class, that as we do this, you may begin to find ways that you can continue living that in your everyday life as well. So I just wanted to share that to maybe give you an idea of why I've been doing that these last few months and also that you may begin to really look at that and maybe see if there's a way you can begin to work with that more in your everyday life as well to see if you find you know some value in that. So okay. couldn't hear myself. <laughs> I'll read something from Rumi. Beloved, you are my salvation, my only companion, my retreat and guide, but you are also the one who breaks my heart. You are my Noah, my soul, the conquered and the conqueror. Open my heart and sweep it clean from all my secrets. You are grace enveloped in light, kindness and wrath, a drop of the vast ocean, how long will your torment how long will you torment me? My son, my flicker of hope, do not let me die of thirst, for you are the water and the cup. You are my pain and my cure. Release me from the web of my body and keep my heart by your side. Okay. So Laura, was there anything you needed to share about workshops or anything coming up? 
So, um, in two weeks on the 25th is the Circle of Women here, and we're going to have a movie night. Is that right? Yeah. And then, and then on the 27th, that Sunday, is another Living Conscious group, and you can join at any time and check it out and see what we're doing. We're spending more time this year in doing meditations and focusing on spirit within. So come check us out. So, and there's flowers in the back of the room. Um, you know, help remind you. Thank you. Thank you. And last Sunday, Bill had a, a light column workshop that uh, a few people attended and seemed to have really gotten a lot out of it. And I think you're going to do another one in April? June. June. Oh, June. Okay. And that'll be in the newsletter to give you more information, but it'll be uh, a more expanded experience. Do you want to share about that a little bit or just to let people know? <laughs> it's um, basically I wanted to focus placing light columns or planting light in various places around Austin. So uh, we, this past Sunday we kind of focused in this area the capital UT and around here in planting light columns and uh, in June um, we'll be focusing in the North Austin area which is where I live so I'll be having a little gathering at my house and then we'll go out and plant light and loving in that area and then perhaps later on in the year in the year someone else can host um, a light columns event in their house maybe south of Austin. That's the idea to try and reach all areas as best we can. Diane, you had something? Yes, I wanted to remind people to please give me your needs form information. Oh, for the upcoming retreat? For the meditation, the meditation retreat. Meditation retreat. <laughs> yeah, so for all of y'all that are registered for the retreat, uh, Randy and Jim and Brian and I have started meeting to do the planning and it really helps us even though the deadline we said was March 1st if you could give us the information now it will really assist us in our planning and you have been responding to the email but I really there are some people here I don't have your needs list so I guess you could even tell me here or write it down and some of y'all may not have any needs and that's why you haven't responded but let me know if you have no needs so just for the retreat, or are you handling, handling any right. other <laughs> Only the retreat. <laughs> if you have any questions about the retreat, you can ask. So if you need a new car, or need some extra money, or bills paid, talk to Diana. She's handling all that now. <laughs> but give her a list, then she'll... <laughs> okay. It's so funny, sometimes when spirit comes in, it's just in a flow. And sometimes my mind gets engaged during the meditation, trying to figure out what I'm supposed to say and what is spirit going to come in and say. And tonight, while we were meditating, my mind kind of got engaged in a process within myself. Anybody ever have that experience? <laughs> it's interesting. You know, we sit down to meditate and something else totally goes on. 
And we just kind of go along with it and go along with it. And then all of a sudden we realize, where am I going? You know, this is not going towards God. And um, so I kept realizing as I was caught up in this process inside uh, that I was, you know, bringing myself back to focus, bringing myself back to attention, to meditate. And I would, you know, go inside in that process of meditation again and stay focused and go into the loving and listen for the sound look for the light, and two minutes later I was in the process, and I was just kind of wandering off in this other world, and what I was doing was I was trying to figure out, well, what to say, and what, what, what am I supposed to say tonight? And all the time Spirit was just standing right here going, we're here, don't, don't go anywhere else, we're here. And, and I realized how my mind was attached to trying to do something, or say something, or prove itself tonight. It was... It was an interesting process, and uh, it was also nice when Brian would call us back to chant the hue out loud again, because, boy, that was like a slap in the face. It would just, like, pull me right back in the center, and then there was spirit. And, uh, and as I was in that moment, uh, at one point when you called us to, to say the hue out loud, I really sensed something very profound, and... So I kind of want to share from that experience and just see how it wants to unfold. Oftentimes when I'm sharing, I say, you know, be aware that God is love. God is loving. You are the living, loving essence of the Lord. That is who you are, the living, loving essence of the Lord. And tonight as I was meditating, I realized that those are wonderful words. And I'm sharing those words in order to impart to you an understanding of something. And I'm sharing from my own personal experience of my journey with God. And yet there's no way to really put into words what that experience really is. It's very hard to put an experience into words and really have it make sense. I can maybe put it into words that you will relate to at some level, but then as I was in my meditation, I saw a few things come up that made me aware that when I say God is love, that we each have a different definition of what love is. And so when I reference to God and love from an inner experience in my inner journey, and I share that out here, you may reference it not so much from your own inner experience as much as your outer journey and your outer experience. And it was very interesting because as I was in my meditation and I, I went into this whole experience of God is love and, and the different definitions of love in the world, I went back to a time when I was nine years old. And I had a very good friend that lived down the street from me and we were together just all the time. And um, one day I went over to his house and his father was just coming out of the garage and here came my friend out from the garage and he was crying and, and kind of all pale and white. And I looked at him and I said, what's going on? And I, he said, well, I, I was getting a whipping. And I went, what? You know, and his father turned to me and he said, well, you know, the only way that you can really demonstrate love to your child is by whipping them. And when I experienced that tonight in, in my meditation, I went, whoa, wait a minute, that's not the love I'm talking about. <laughs> But yet, if that was what 
you as a child experienced as the definition of love, and then I'm saying, you know, God is love, you're thinking, well, God's going to whip me. God's going to make life hard for me. God's, you know, after me in some way. And, and that that is love. And so, sure, my life is hard because God loves me. If it wasn't hard, then I guess God wouldn't love me. And, and I was looking at all that, and I was, I was looking at myself sharing with my friend about God is love in this, in, in this experience and realizing that his, his concept of love at that time was getting a spanking with a belt and realizing that that's not what I mean by God is love. And as I went further into it, I looked at other things that I had witnessed in life where people use the word love in a way having to do with an outer experience, an outer focus, an outer relationship, and realizing that that's not what I'm talking about at all. I referenced to one which had to do with my aunt. And my aunt and uncle uh, were married for 40-some years. And um, when he died, he died of a heart attack in the hospital. And my uncle was everything to my aunt. That was her life. This man, that was the only person in the world that she felt loved her, that cared about her, that would take care of her no matter what. And when he died, she went literally berserk in the hospital and tore up the whole hall and the room. And, and they had to sedate her and strap her into a bed to just get control and bring her back to some level of normalcy. And when um, we asked her later what was going on, she said that that was just her love. You know, it was just coming out. It needed to be expressed, and that was her love for him. And as I was looking at it tonight, I realized that a lot of times what we think of as love is really attachments. It's, it's an attachment to something. It's an emotional attachment. It's a physical attachment. It's a need. It's a want. And that isn't what I mean at all by God is love. God isn't something that we emotionally are bonded to or that we have as an attachment and a need and a want in our lives. The love that I'm talking about from God is that neutral, quiet essence of being, which some of us may have reference to and many of us may not. Many of us may not really know what I mean by God is love, and that love is simple, it's quiet, it's neutral, it's still. And yet all the great mystics throughout time have told us to be still and know that I am God. Be still and hear the small voice inside. Be still, still and discover that simple way, that simple path. And so... As I look at that, I realize that when I share of God's love with you, I'm really sharing about an inner experience that really has no words on it. And yet, that's the closest I can come to saying something and giving you something to look at, to hold on to, to begin to search for an understanding of that. So... I would say, when you hear me say, God is love, <clears throat> realize 
it's not about the world, and it's not about things in the world, and it has nothing to do with outer focus or outer expression. I can remember when I got my first puppy and how I really loved that dog. I was five years old, and the dog loved me. And it turned out it was a one-person dog, and I was the one person. And it hated everybody else. It really did. It bit my mother several times. It chased and bit my father. And um, it would bark at anything and anyone that came near the house except me. And I realized now, not so much back then, that he had an attachment to me. I was the focus of love. Everything was focused on me. And when I left the house, he went berserk, just like my aunt did when my uncle died. He would just go crazy, and he would run all over the yard, and he would tear things up, and he would bark, and neighbors would complain. And it got to the point that finally my parents gave him away because of the problems that we were having with him and his love for me, this attachment for me. And I realized that that is a very strong animal instinctual nature in us and in all of the animal kingdom, this sense of attachment, this bonding with love. You know, it's very important that when a child is born that it bond with its mother and father at birth in order to truly develop the relationship that it's going to have with them and they with the child. And that, in a sense, is the creating of that emotional attachment, that emotional loving. And that is very powerful and very meaningful and very necessary to our physical nature and to all that that is, the sensual nature, the mind nature of this body. But that isn't the spiritual being that we are. We are beyond that, and when we begin to enter into the spiritual essence of ourselves, it isn't about attachment to things in the world. And so when I say God is love, and that you are the living, loving essence of the Lord, I am talking about something very different than the way the world defines love, or the way the world demonstrates love, or the way you might have been taught to live as a loving being in the world. It's something much different. And that difference is that it is moving into that essence of quiet and simplicity and stillness inside yourself that is attached to nothing, that longs for nothing, that needs nothing, but is just pure loving. And that loving is not that love that we sense in the world. So when I say, in your meditation, focus inward and upward and hold your attention at the seat of the soul, and there share your love with God, and then open and receive God's love, you may be doing something very different from, than what I'm sharing with you to do. You may be sitting there and trying to bring up inside of yourself this emotional love, this sense of love like you feel in the world. And you may even go into judgment within yourself because I don't feel the love for God the way I feel for my partner or for my children or for my dog 
or for my car or whatever that might be that you sense love with in the world. Well, that's good. I'm glad you can't bring that kind of love up inside yourself to give to God because that's not the loving we're talking about. And the way you might connect into the loving that I'm sharing is enter into an experiment to experience something other than physical love, emotional love, mental love. Enter into a new experience and just say, God, I love you. And at this time, I'm sharing my loving with you. And I love you. And don't look for any feeling, any emotion, anything to stir other than you're just sharing, God, I love you. I'm here and I'm loving you now. And then somewhere in that process, say, and I'm opening to receive your loving now. And I'm just going to be still and silent and allow your loving in, however you wish to share it. And expect nothing. You know, in the world, we're always expecting something called love from another person or a demonstration of love in some way. And so in meditation, we might also sit there expecting something to happen, a demonstration from God of that love. And the action of loving that I'm talking about, this river of love that is of the divine, is so simple and so still and so quiet that if you're not really in that simplicity and in that stillness, you might just miss the movement of loving that I'm talking about. It is beyond words. It is beyond experience at this level. And so we have to rise above this experiential level of the body, the emotion, and the mind to experience the spiritual essence and to experience that spiritual movement of loving and to discover for ourselves that we truly are the living, loving essence of the Lord and to live in the flow of that, to live in the being of that, to live in the sharing of that. And that is what this meditation is really all about, is getting in touch with that simplicity, that quiet, that essence of loving. So if you find yourself in your meditation and you're trying to stir up in your heart center the emotional thing called love so you can give it to God, realize that that isn't the loving that we're looking for to bring forward because that's the love of the world and that love will go back into the world where it came from and it will manifest itself in the world as love but it is a love different from the loving that is a spirit remember love in this world has attachments to it it has strings attached and there are expectations, there are demands, there are desires, there are needs that ever come with the manifestation of love at this level. It is just the animal and its nature here. There's nothing wrong with that, but realize that that's not spiritual love. Spiritual love is detachment. It's letting go. It's just being present in the loving having no expectations, no needs, no wants. It just is. 
And that's what we are moving into in the path of sound and light and in this meditation, is into that stillness, into that place where the isness resides. What is isness? It's God in the moment. God is right now. God is right now. God is right now. God is right now. And that's all there is. God. And so if we can move into this very moment in stillness, in a wakefulness, in attentiveness, and in sharing our loving with God and opening to receive God's love, we can move into that moment that is God now and live in that moment. That is being in God, the isness. But we as creatures of this creation tend to look at things on a timeline, past, present, and future. And so we're ever looking to find God somewhere, past, present, or future. And we're ever missing the moment. We're ever missing that place where the isness resides right now. Right now is not a moment in time. Right now is now. And that nowness that I'm talking about is above all these physical creations. And so what we want to do in our meditation is to move past our physical nature, past our emotional nature, past our mind, and enter into those realms of spirit where we can begin to wake up in the truth of who we are as spiritual beings. Now, we know ourselves physically fairly well. You'd be surprised, though, how much we do not really know about ourselves physically and how much we play a game on ourselves and how much we deny our own experience and our own truth and how busy we are ever keeping a facade for others to see so that they don't see what's going on inside of us. And if you can just relax beyond all of that and rise above it, then you begin to enter into something other than your physical nature and begin to tap into the trueness of who you are as a spiritual being. And you begin to step into that place that I know exists for all of us to, to be in and we already are in. And that is that place where we are the living, loving essence of the Lord. It's very interesting. I became aware of that statement when I was about 11, 12 years old. And I began to share about the living, loving essence of the Lord when I was 18, when I began to share with groups in San Antonio. And I've shared over and over throughout the years about you are the living, loving essence of the Lord. That's who you are. And one day you're going to wake up and you're going to realize that that's who you are. And you're also going to realize when you wake up and know that, that you never left the heart of God. You've just gotten caught up in a great illusion, a great dream. And you believe yourself separate because you're looking out away from the divine source that you are. All you have to do is stop in the moment, sit down, go inside, and connect back into that place 
where you reside, the true you, the spiritual you, and to begin to live more in that that you are. When you're there, there is nothing else. There is nothing else. Just that state of business. It's still, it's quiet, it's peaceful, it's loving. And I wish I could say that you will sit down one day and you will meditate and you will go inside and you'll connect to it. And from then on, every day, you're just going to connect right back into that. And that's going to be your spiritual life from then on. But it's not true. You may connect into it in your meditation, and you may have in the past already had that connective experience. And then you sit down the next day expecting the same thing again, and it doesn't happen. Something else totally happens, just like tonight. Instead of going into the oneness and the stillness with spirit, off I went following my mind. Listening to my mind, trying to catch up with what I'm supposed to do tonight. What am I supposed to say tonight? And my mind was on a fun tangent. And yet there was a part of me that goes, I know that stillness. I want to get to the stillness. Stop this. Don't do this. But off I would go again. And that's just the way it happens. And you have to let it all be okay. Judge nothing in your inner or your outer experience. Let it all be okay, and then it works for you, with you, ever leading you back to God, back into the awakening where you and God are one, and you know it, and you live it. And then you forget it, and you go back out in the world, and you do the world again. And then you continue longing for something other than the world, and then you go, oh, that's right, I was going to meditate. And then you sit down and you meditate and you begin to build up this inner power once again. And then all of a sudden you connect back into the isness and everything is fine. Everything is wonderful. And then all of a sudden you get distracted by the world once again. Somebody yells at you. Somebody says something to you. A bell comes in unexpected. Demands start creeping in at your heels. And you feel like it's just too much. I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this. And you begin to get sidetracked by the world once again, losing sight of your own beingness and spirit. That's just the way it works. But that is also where our lessons are. And all those things we're avoiding, all those things we don't want to deal with, all those things that we are meditating to get away from, and believe me, there are a lot of people that sit down in meditation not to get to God, but to get away from hell. And hell may be a husband, it may be a wife, it may be children, it may be a job, it may be bills, it may be a lot of things. And it may just be all of it, and that's hell. So look and see what is your motivation why do you sit down and meditate why do you want to meditate why do you want to go inside and see if you can begin to bring your focus inward and upward to God rise above all that is of this creation and rise above the mind so that the mind begins to let go of that divine living loving essence that is you your soul 
and you can then break free of this creation, even while you live in this physical body, and know yourself in God once again, and know God in you. I and the Father are one. That wasn't one man speaking. That is the soul of us all speaking. I, the soul, and God are one. There is one soul, and that is all of us. We are the spiritual essence of God that is loving, that came out of the heart of God at the moment of creation. We are that divine essence that is soul, and it is one. There is no separation in spirit. There is no individualization. There is just beingness in that oneness.